You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12, as the guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. All right, we're here. (laughs) I'm told I'm not going to believe what I'm going to hear in a little bit, but we're here. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. This is Cross the Line, 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montek. Uh, oh, you didn't give us time. Uh, he was too quick. I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff. We're the 15 side. And Jeff Montag with the 24 side. And Benjamin is and here. Benjamin so. is here again. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to, hey, Benjamin's on 24 side. Yes, he is. He is he's been Benjamin. Here long, he's long been time. here longer than all of us yeah. on See, the 24 yeah. side. So you know what? He was just pissed because you didn't give him a chance. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably it. Because he was right after your name. I tell you, he was active uh, New Year's Eve as well. It's plenty. What's so I, um, I'm not table twelve. Table twelve. Yeah. Getting yeah. out of hand. I forgot the most important. They're getting thing. out of hand. We're here at the Rusted Nail. Shh. Speakeasy. A little speakeasy outside of Brookville, Indiana, in the backwoods of Franklin County, where we secretly record the podcast. Table 12 is restless. Table 12 too. is restless. That's because Benjamin's been over there. <laughs> so, it's another episode. Uh, guys, we're going to start off a little lighthearted. And then Dwayne's got something on, <laughs> I, I'm told I'm not going to believe. So, so oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, first of all, I'm a little, I'm a little worried because this is like the second episode. That's been just me and Benjamin on the 24 side. <laughs> I don't know what happened to my compadres. Yeah, boom, boom, gone. Just the like 24 that. 24 side just got a little I weak. I mean, there's like three, three 24 side guys that could gone. be here. And, and we don't know where they're at. I think they're having a party without us. Yeah, I'm guessing. I think Benjamin's kicked yeah, out. Yeah, it could be. I mean, that's what happened to Reuben. Benjamin got a hold of Reuben. Got, got to him. That's what happened. Because <laughs> he was down there on the end, his back to him all the time. So, so I got to tell you a quick funny story. So at work today, um, every now and then the owner will buy everybody lunch. So uh, the secretary will email everybody, hey, we're doing lunch at so-and-so. So there's a picture. She emails it, and there's a picture of a raccoon. Uh, on the email and uh, said we're doing lunch pay no attention to the picture of the raccoon Alan will take care of that later and I'm like what in the heck so I get my uh, email my lunch order and I go up there what? I said what's up with the raccoon and she goes I just listened to your podcast about the raccoons <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Laura if you're listening to this one uh, thank you and uh, I'm sure everybody else in the office was going what is up with the raccoons have to listen to that podcast. I got to listen to the yeah, podcast. Yeah. That's right. I've got my own war against raccoons, and uh, the raccoons lost, at least so, so far. far. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll start off with a little funny stuff, sir. Uh, so this week, uh, actually uh, January fourth, last week, I guess, um, two people in Florida got arrested after one of them made a call, a nine one one call, which normally don't get arrested for except they called to get help moving belongings from the home they were burglarizing. <laughs> How stupid. So they're robbing a home. They called 911 to get help. Deputies responded to a home Saturday 
after a 911 call was made by, but nobody spoke. The Polk County Sheriff's Office said, at the home, the deputies concluded that nobody lived there, but they found a male suspect and his girlfriend inside the home after entering it through an unlocked door. Deputies had been searching for the male suspect after identifying him from a security video as a burglar at a Dollar General store in Ponciana, Florida. Uh, there were several items were stolen early in the day, uh, about 35 miles south of Orlando. While talking to deputies, the female suspect told them she had called 911 for the purpose of having law enforcement help them move their belongings from the house that they were burglarizing. They also want to get a ride to the airport so they could spend the weekend in New York, the sheriff's office said. <laughs> well, the first thing that the, the dude being searched for previously, he robbed a Dollar General Dollar store. General. So if you're going to pick a place to rob, don't pick a place where everything is less than a buck. There's probably not... A whole lot of cash in the drawer. Have you been to Dollar General lately? Inflation's hit. There ain't nothing for well, a buck. Well, it's a buck there. and a quarter now, but <laughs> but still, if you're gonna pick a, ro- a place to rob, I wouldn't pick Dollar General as my preferred place to rob. I'd you know, I go to Two Buck Chuck store or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. I don't know. So that's I mean, think about that. Stupid. That's just some crazy stuff there. The world is full of. Crazy people. All right, so I have a feeling you're about ready to talk about some crazy people. Okay, so before Dwayne starts here, I need to interject. You know how Dwayne is our on-staff conspiracist, and sometimes he goes down rabbit holes. Well, this particular time, he went down a rabbit hole, and he got covered up. That's what happened. He didn't do some fact-checking. So this... When you listen to what he's about to talk about, it's a little disturbing until you find out at the end it may not be as appears. This is beyond crazy. I heard this somewhere and I thought, no, this can't be real. So I pulled up the old Google. And if you Google humanmeatproject.com. Well, you know what I'm going to do right now. Alan's going to pull up the Google. So I thought this has got to be a joke. So... If you ever do, or if you're ever, well, here's a little public service announcement. If you're ever on Facebook or scrolling somewhere and that too good to be true deal pops up. Oh, my gosh. I, I, the first you, line's enough for me to say I don't even want to hear this. Yeah, well, no, you're going to hear it because I've done my research. But anyway, if you go, if you see something that sounds too good to be true, you can go is the, to the ICANN um, database and you can search a website and see if it's real if it's been around a while. Um, so the first thing I did was I Googled it. It popped up. It's for real. So, so I thought... Well, let this- me tell people what that says. When you open it up, it says, Human Meat Project, People for People. Then it says, One body can feed up to 40 people. Donate now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that Well, that, that was my first thought. So I thought, well, this has got to be some hoax that just started, and it's not really real. So I did the ICANN search database. This website was created in 125 of 2020. So it's been around for two years. So somebody started this website two years ago uh, and got it going. And you go into it and it says, Welcome to the Human Meat Project. We are the human meat donation program. By no dating bodies for human consumption, we are taking action to solve overpopulation, which leads to climate change. So we can save the planet by eating people and the greenhouse effect by causing the mass farming of livestock animals in order to feed the world so we don't need to farm beef no more 
we can just farm people. Yeah. Oh. God. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff, don't don't give it away, Alan. Oh. You're you're quit looking. Oh my God. Oh, it's it's yeah, it's it's bad. But I mean, it, at a human meat project, we value every body and every life. We emphasize the source and origins of our human meat to deliver the diversity of our world and real, reveal the worrying differences of quality of life across the globe. Our organization welcomes every nation to give back to the rest of the world. Hand in hand, we can help each other improve living conditions and the environment for everyone throughout this global movement. So I'm like, I started looking at Alan's reading, so he's not paying attention. Oh, my God. Oh, it's bad. Oh, I mean, it just gets worse the more you look at it. So, I mean, Jeff, so, you know, do you like a little well, a little knee soup or some elbow? Yes. Well, I'm not going there, but, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a sign. Put it in beans. <laughs> it's a sign of the times, I think, and unfortunately – the scary part is, is these people that started this are probably serious as all get out. Oh, and that's—I mean—that's just really scary, isn't it? They have donors already. Yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Oh yeah, there's a donor list. Yeah, yeah well, cool. I'm going to get to that one, but you can be a living donor. So hey, Jeff, you know, start you, taking pieces off, like taking arm now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It says we will harvest a whole body from a donor after a natural death has occurred. The donor's body, blah blah. So you can go through that naturally, and. It, but if you want to don't donate certain parts while alive, we highly advise the donor to consider the lifelong disability that may ensue. <laughs> well, duh. This is not oh no, it's a real table. Twelve is hearing us. They're they're listening. But yeah, it's a real thing. You can donate an arm, a leg, well, whatever. Mean, yeah, people can go out there and look at this website if they want and 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 see, and they can determine for themselves. Rates uh, North Hawaiian and other Pacific Islanders. So yeah, you so you categorize yourself. Yeah, you can cool. choose it. Well, I mean, anyway. But yeah, your donor must sign sign a legal agreement stating they are aware and accepting the risk of so being a living the, donor. The question I have for you, Dwayne, is what kind of internet searches do you do to come across stuff like this? This just I mean, popped you, up in some yeah, just video. Popped up in some video. I mean, what? I mean, you know, those tend to tag people that have tendencies to search for, you know, certain things, right? I don't know why it was popping up. <laughs> Might have been. A, I don't know where. To, I really don't remember where it was. But I, I, st- I, I really it got. I dug into was, this and. Any chance Dodie was using your computer? I think it was Dodie's there, fault. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is just sick. So let me ask you something. Is so? Is it legal? Yes. Bec- yes, it's legal. Why? I mean, I, I did. So, I, so it's like, and the reason I asked that question is, you know, in the U.S., it's not legal to eat horse meat, or at least sell. Yeah, I don't sell think horse meat. So it's like, I mean, how 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 does this operate? I mean, I you know, I mean, in Europe they eat horse meat, but in the U.S., it is illegal to market horse meat. Is it market or harvest it? I think you can have You might it be here. able to eat your own horse, but I, I don't think you can market it. And I thought, I also thought there's a, there is a neurological condition, because, uh, I mean, obviously there has been cannibalism in the past. Right. I would think there would be and all kinds of And there is like a that. neurological condition sure. that people would get from consuming human meat. 
Well, and, and this, I, don't I know, know this is. Again, I never I'm, thought we'd be I'm talking not, about this I'm on our a, podcast. I'm not <laughs> a science, I'm not a scientist, but they talk about mad cow disease. My understanding is one of the blooms of the mad cow disease was they were feeding beef proteins back to cattle, and that was part of the reason mad cow disease became a became a problem. So yeah, your your point that cannibalism I think can create. In, in maybe any species. I mean, some species may be completely immune to that, obviously. But see, I just want somewhere I'd want to go. I think. They're they're trying to save the planet. So hey, we got to support it. It's go green. I got I got some other ideas for those particular <laughs> people how they can depopulate the country, oh, depopulate the the world themselves without harming anybody else or eating anybody else. Well, there is an application you can fill out, okay. and it says, "I want to donate my." And then dot dot for human consumption, whole body or and organs, only certain body parts and certain organs, only certain body parts, only certain organs. So you can have a choice of what you want to yeah. let them. I mean, little liver gives. <laughs> so I'm doing a little eating the liver and onions. Right. So I'm doing a little cross searching here. So the first thing that comes up as far as meat you can get is the brain. Okay, gives you the cooking time and everything. But then I decided. There, wait a minute, wait a minute. We'll go back. Go back. It gives you the cooking time. Yes. So someone has figured out how long it takes to cook a brain, a human brain. All right. For best flavor. So then, <laughs> so then, <laughs> I, then I looked up the, the hazards of cannibalism. So here's what they say. There's one organ that you should avoid eating at all costs. Guess what it is? The brain. The brain. The brain. Um, <laughs> and so, here, I mean, there, I got, there is some... It's the west, so part of this is true. So the Western Hemisphere, us, we're, we're the folks that don't do this. But right. other places, so the people of Papua New Guinea practice transhumption, the ritual of eating the deceased relatives. Uh, this isolated group demonstrated the serious ramifications of eating another human's brain. Uh, it's, it's a unanimously fatal transmission, a spongy form and so, blah blah. Uh, it's a dege- degenerate brain disorder. Um, so it's like mad cow disease. Right. So you're eating uh, your own species, and it also right. uh, includes Alzheimer's disease. Uh, 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 the leading co- in the fifties, it was the leading cause of death in females among that group. Uh, I mean, this is just sick to start with, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, <laughs> Well, that's what I when but I, I hey, said. But all I can say is more power to them. Uh, what can I say? You can't stop them. Well, uh, from what I I, I was looking to help depopulate the earth of right. human beings. I looked into the to the legality of it. I couldn't find anything that was illegal about it anywhere. Um, but to me, it was just it was just such a. Oh, far out there idea i thought who in the world until i alan has found the place where people have already donated i didn't see an order page because i was going to order some steaks <laughs> <laughs> the mystery meat has going to be mystery meat <laughs> mystery meat the next next for this. hey anybody okay anybody I, coming to the I next gator a whole new turn <laughs> no no <laughs> oh boy <laughs> but it it, it I mean, and it goes on. It's like, so, 
Sometimes if a donor is fully committed to donating their body to society, we can give them an end date service. For an end date service, a donor can choose any date they want to be harvested. What so it looks like... Th- Do they say grace? Is that the service or what? I <laughs> don't. It just uh, says it gives you a time to make your end-of-life preparations so until the date like chosen to be harvested. So it looks like cannibalism is a state-by-state offense. So in Idaho, uh, <laughs> if you're convicted of a cannibalism, uh, you're punishable by imprisonment in the state prison uh, not exceeding 14 years. So if you're real hungry, you can you know end up there for 14 I mean, years so if i'm yeah well if i was real hungry i'd do something else illegal and get thrown in jail and let them feed me there yeah <laughs> not you know, I mean, this not is just, that i'm not sure how to deal with this i just it made i i like i said when i heard it i thought no it can't be true i thought it has to be some hoax but when i researched that it's been around for at least two years so the website is sick up and running Listen, the last so where, where? the last few years have convinced me that uh, there's people in this country in this world that there is no limits to their insanity no so where is this where are they based out of that was see the, yeah who's the president of this company well the problem with the ICANN <laughs> database is it used it's to be you Fauci. Could, <laughs> yeah the ICANN database it used to be you could see where something was from the officers so you could well you can't tell that anymore what what, what was the it's, name of it again uh it's uh humanmeatproject.com you know how many people but if you go to their um the to registrar see. information is tusk cows Inc. we're probably going to listeners listeners just so you know we are not promoting no. this whatsoever yes. tusk cows inc is the registrar information i don't know who that is that's a domain that i haven't heard of um, but it yeah. is the domain registry. But like I said, the ICANN database used to be able to where you could now, find out. Go to that top line again, Alan, what I just saw. It said, yeah, so it here's not promoting yeah, cannibalism. Yes. Well, what is it? So this is the AP Press thing. So uh, an organization is seeking, the claim is an organization is seeking online donations of human bodies as a way to end world hunger. Uh, the AP Press uh, says this is false. The website is for website for the human meat project states in its terms and conditions that as a conceptual art piece meant to give an understanding of the importance of accepting any services policies and agreements Organizi- organizers of the project didn't respond to the message seeking comment uh, in a widely viewed video on social media a woman describes the increasing horror a website that seems to be promoting cannibalism as a way to address some of the world's most intractable ills. I uh, thought it was a joke still until I started digging. Uh, so that sounds like Dwayne. Yeah. So yeah, that was me. So yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a two and a half minute clip garnered more than three hundred sixty-five thousand likes and comments on TikTok alone. Um, uh, but the site's terms and conditions of use spells out that it's a purely conceptual art project will not be acted out in real life. Go find where it says that's, purely an art project in their website. That's enough for me. That's the Associated Press reporting what it says. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no way somebody's doing this. But so here's the but find but, that on the website so here's where it the says problem. That. here's the problem we have enough gullible people in this country that go to that website right and they're not going and searching the ap website to get that communication and right. they get all goofy and that's what happened online as well 
Well, I can tell you, I look. There you go. The terms and conditions. Okay. Man, we're getting deep into this deal. How it works. This is a purely conceptual art project and will not be acted out in real life. Right on their page. I couldn't find that. I'm a, well, I so, see it over there. So yeah. these, people the that, uh, these people yep. that do this, I mean, do they have time for a real job? Yeah. Well, they probably got some government grant. We're probably, yeah, you're, we're yeah, probably well, paying for you this. You are probably exactly right. It probably is. It's probably some government grant for yeah, some yeah. concept. Yep. To Just see how many people would look leave at it. this website. Yep. I yeah. didn't, there I, you go. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dwayne. We told you so. Man. Ah. I uh, had you going for a while. Well, well you had listen, yourself going. I'll oh, I did. You. I didn't, but I didn't see that on there when I looked for it. I was just so freaked yeah. out. But, all right, so it, we're all relieved. So we're going to take a break, <laughs> fill up our glasses, and we'll be right back. <laughs> well, it's a new year, and you know what that means? It's about time for a new commercial for Batesville Liquor Co. located in Batesville, Indiana. They've got their newest barrel pick in. It's Old Forester. That's right. They've got Old Forester single barrel, barrel strength, uh, 62.55% alcohol, which means it's 125.1 proof. It's picked specifically by Batesville Liquor Co. You better go get it while you still can. What else do they have? Well... If you're gluten-free and you like beer, you know that's a tough thing. Well, they've got Glutenberg. It's a gluten-free beer. They've got it back in stock. they got three different flavors, three different styles. There you go. What else do they have? Well, funny that you ask. They've got, from the Great Lakes Brewing Company, Conway's Irish Ale. They've also got Coastal Sunshine, which is a fruited sour ale. And, of course, they've got your Bush Light, your Bud Light. Even got your PBR. That's right. You can find it all at one place. Batesville Liquor Co. Located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana. Or if you're in Brookville, stop in at Tebby Liquors. That's right. Tebby Liquors right on Main Street in Brookville, Indiana. That's our favorite place. Tell them the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you. All right. We're back here. (laughs) With Cross the Line 1524, we're all traumatized because Dwayne brought us this piece about eating human meat, but fortunately we found out it's not true. Dwayne's on probation. He's on probation. We're going to have to start screening whatever he brings to the podcast now. (laughs) Hey, I had you guys going for a while. It was pretty good. You didn't have us going. You thought it was true. I, I swear I looked for... I was trying to find the the out in it and i didn't well i didn't read the terms and conditions of it i was too i guess i was too shocked or you you were looking for you know what you could get in, in the cooking temperatures and well <laughs> i was kind of well shocked that like you said with the brain there was cooking temperatures it's just and gross times the there. whole thing's gross so oh, it is our it's listeners sick. if you didn't catch it's not true it's made up and it, they were looking for gullible people online and they found one <laughs> <laughs> well, th- two. And he's you, on probation. <laughs> no, we were just listening to you, so we found the truth out. Well, we found I, the truth. I, I, again, unfortunately, the way I am with the stuff we see every day on the news and around us, <laughs> and, you know, I'm I'm to the point where no, there's no uh, limit. There's no limit to people right. what people do, and 
you know come up with right so but you wonder why would they why how is that considered an art project well conceptual uh, art yeah every every i guess art's got a wide Listen, art is art yeah, is in the goes, eye of the beholder. Yeah, and they come up with some really gross, nasty, I don't see that as offensive art. stuff, and they call it art. And okay, whatever. Yeah, I don't see that as art. All right, so here we go. We're going to lighten things up I a hope, little bit, maybe. Well, you're going to lighten things up. Well, this is going to show that uh, you're going to heat things. I'm up. I'm going to heat things up. Yes, I am. Yeah. So, in the first full week of the 118th Congress, kicked off. It was a heck of a week, you know. I had to get all kind of stuff. But the new GOP House majority started passing legislation. Lawmakers online were wrapped, they were wrapped up in a heated debate. And I've been drinking Eagle Rare. Speaking so, of which, yeah, so, well, so speaking of which, everybody's, what is everybody? So, so Alan's I've got drinking Eagle Rare. Eagle Rare. I'm on my, my, my go-to 10 high and Pepsi. I'm on what is becoming quickly my go-to. Is uh, minor case uh, rye whiskey? Are you hydrating? Minor case bean. Minor case bean. So again, <laughs> you know our good friend, you know Stephen Fonte, turned us on to this in Louisville at his house in his backyard when it was like ten degrees out. We were sitting around the fire smoking and, cigars, and, and that's right. And uh, that was good. And this is, uh, I mean, and and if you'd asked me before that if I drink what rye whiskey is, absolutely no, but. That's good Listen, stuff. Listen, this uh, minor case uh, out of Limestone Branch Distillery, rye whiskey is is, uh, is it's finished in a sherry cask. Sherry cask, right? I think that's what takes the, so, the bite of the rye off yeah, for you. So if you if you're a bourbon drinker, um, and even if um, Gilman's Home Centers with 14 locations and they're growing, you know we're in the heat of the winter. That's an oxymoron right there, but. You need ice melt, you need snow shovels, any item to take care of your winter needs, Gilman's have them. Do you have a wood pellet stove? Well, Gilman's has the best wood pellets on the market. They're Somerset wood pellets. They're hardwood pellets made in Somerset, Kentucky. It gets no better. I personally use them and vouch for them. Gilman's Home Centers, your one-stop shop for any of your home improvement needs. What the hell was that? <laughs> I don't know. What was that? I think it was Benjamin. I think it was my, I moved this. I think that squeaked. Uh, okay, so we're back here. We're across the line, 1524. I forget what we were talking about. <laughs> well, yeah, pardon the short interruption, but we had, uh, we had, we had an, an auction. important auction to be part of. That's right. It's a lot of fun. So. All right, so what we were talking about was the uh, first full week of Congress, and the lawmakers were wrapped up in a heated debate, but it wasn't over immigration or inflation but over stoves. Think about this. Gas versus electric stove debate seemed to rile up lawmakers on both sides of the aisle, but especially Republicans, who appeared extremely protected of their gas fuel appliances, which I am protected of my gas fuel. I, I built my entire house and had gas here just for my gas stove. Um I'll never give up my gas stove. If the maniacs in the White House come for my stove, they can pry it from my cold, dead hands. Come and take it. That's what Representative Ronnie Jackson of Texas wrote on Twitter Tuesday. And and so what's the what's the mantra for why gas stoves are? are well, it started with emissions, then went to safety. Uh, the latest claim was it's the highest 
cause of childhood asthma. That's yeah. what I heard. But there, that came from so you have to, rep, you, you, Representative, you, you, the lady from New York. Yeah. yeah. You have to no watch the wording. Yeah. You right. have to wa- watch the wording when they talk about that. And they say causes asthma. Yeah. So I grew up on, I don't know about you guys. But my mom cooked on a gas stove my whole life. She raised six children in our house. Not a one of us has asthma. Amazing. Right. It's just amazing. That, it's amazing that, you survived. It's, it's absolutely amazing. I so what's great so, here? Go ahead. So what kind of came out of that, maybe what Alan's going to, is the so-called, and I'll say that, you know, so-called experts, they basically delineate these emissions off of natural gas stoves that some of the chemicals that are, are emitted can cause health problems well it's kind of like you know, you remember the old, old days where it's like saccharin caused cancer but you would have to like ingest like three zillion <laughs> gallons of it right. for it to cause cancer right it's kind of is this is kind of the same way so they're, they're talking about the emissions off of there are known <clears throat> to cause asthma or other health related issues with no relationship to the amount of exposure to the, volume, to the real world that, that right. you could possibly get from right. a ga- gas stove so the attack is really on natural gas yeah when you yeah get right down that there. is um so to go on um this is a recipe for disaster the federal government has no business telling families in america how to cook their dinner this is from a democrat from uh, West Virginia. You guys can guess who that was. Joe Manchin. Uh, I can tell you that the last thing that would ever leave my house is the gas stove that we cook on. There you go. Um, just, I mean, again, my house, my house was a gas stove. My mom cooked on it every night. I mean, we didn't eat out a lot, so she was cooking a lot on the gas stove, and our furnace was also a natural gas furnace all my life. All my life. And like I said, I'm, I'm one of six, and not a one of us has had to be honest with you not a, one of us has any fortunately and some of us genetic maybe have any uh lung issues with the exception of maybe the people that in my family who smoke cigarettes right um which i did for a period of time and don't anymore but even with that i don't have lung issues now you know so again it goes down to right. how they how they word this and they use these experts and, the, and they pierce the chemicals off of there, and the amount of exposure you would have, there's basically it would be impossible to get in your Yeah, house. and the, the numbers they show here, I mean, there's no proof whatsoever. It says, aside from cooking studies, they suggest that the gas stove poses a hazard to human health. Burning gas releases chemicals that can be toxic to the human respiratory system. So uh, non-dairy And carbon cleaner. monoxide, nitrogen <laughs> oxide, and formaldehyde. Everybody knows all that. But you'd have to have a burner the size of the house to hurt anybody. A peer-reviewed study published in December linked 12.7% of childhood asthma cases in the U.S. to air pollutants released by gas stoves. Now, how in the world are they coming up with that figure? Yeah. Some researchers have also found that gas stoves have a greater impact on climate change. Now, I'm telling you, a gas stove in your house has no impact on climate change. Here, here's, here's, it's just crazy. Here's what I can tell you is gas, natural gas, burns so clean and so efficiently that it using that 
creates less impact yeah. on the environment than using electric because of what it takes How, to exactly to, to that's what everybody we've talked about this, this is with electric this is vehicles your, this is yeah. your government lying to you once again and yeah. and they use these nefarious sideways tricks to try to convince people and you'll hear you'll hear people i mean people will be ripping their gas stoves out of their house and freaking oh. out so here here they don't want to hurt their kids so yeah. Uh, well, what, I mean, what's 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 what do you attack? Right, right. As a as a parent, what's the most sensitive thing to you? Your Protect kids. your children. Right? So, yeah. are the Democratic rep uh, uh, Alexandria, uh, <laughs> what's her name? <laughs> Blah Blah Cortez. AOC. AOC waited in the uproar, pointing out the potential health impacts of using gas burners. She says, "Did you know that ongoing exposure to, to NO two? From gas stoves is linked to reduced cognitive performance. She now, must have breathed a lot of it. Yeah. Well, actually, the picture the picture showed her gas stove. Hold on, so. hold on, it gets better. <laughs> Perhaps the biggest issue veered into the culture war territory was how it was shared on right wing Twitter accounts. The account posted photos of several prominent Democrats, including our Vice President, First Lady Jill Biden, Senator Elizabeth Warren. Well, she was in a teepee when she did it. And OA <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a Cortez appearing to cook on gas burners. So the new mantra is gas stoves for me, but not for thee. Yep. So, I mean, here, here's. Ted Cruz responded to the tweet with fire emojis. Yeah. So understand when it comes to politicians, it, it, irregardless of their political party, they play these games. <clears throat> Um, there's there's no doubt about it. they 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 play the information in a crooked road to convince people and to, to raise you know this crazy worry amongst um, amongst the population to to get their agenda right right and and that's what this is all about yeah so i i also heard you know the restaurant industry is i mean basically the restaurant industry has come together and said listen this ain't happening yeah. because chefs around you know the chefs around the world if you're a real if you cook a lot and you have the opportunity to cook on gas versus electric i mean you you'll after a while i mean i was on electric for a while and couldn't stand it uh, the gas you got instant heat right. and, and you when got, you're done you got instant you got off. much more control you got right control not only that if you think about what you're cooking the oils you're cooking you know whether you're frying stuff and stuff the toxins that come off of what you're cooking is more dangerous right. than the emissions off of natural gas flame your non-stick skillet you're using and it doesn't matter whether you're using electric or gas when right. you're cooking that stuff you still get that right so yeah. so you know something you know again chefs cooks yeah. in your house at the restaurant they're using all the time right down to olive oil you, you burn you know you get that and you get it smoky hot guess what that is putting off toxins that in enough you know in, right and you know if you were flooded with it well, just grill could it. cause a health problem, and there's more of that than you could possibly get off yeah. of, of a natural gas burn. So, so we've never had gas. I my, I grew up, my, my mom had an electric stove. I've never had a gas stove. So I don't know 
I don't know the difference of it. I mean, I good or bad, I, I don't have a comment. To me, oh, it's man, just... Oh, you man. Know, when... <sighs> To you, me, go, you don't know what you're missing. I know. When you come home from school and stick your hot dog on a fork and hold it's it over it's, it's open like flame. a campfire. <laughs> hold it open and open flame right there on and your you stove. And you can do s'mores yeah. right on your stove. That's a you fact. You do s'mores. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But see, I, so I don't, have a, I don't have an opinion either way. To me, when in the beginning of this, Alan stated some of the other things in this world that we have problems with. You know, we got border collapsing, inflation going through the roof. Although we figured out a new way to recalculate it so that it's lower now. Have you noticed that? But all of all the things that we're worrying about, this is what is being brought right. to Congress for debate. Again, again, it goes to the agenda it's a of game. certain, certain yeah. politics that they throw this stuff out. And unfortunately, they're... The American public can be sucked into that, and I guarantee you, right now, there are worried Americans oh, that are that are buying electric stoves yep. to get rid of their gas stoves. I guarantee they're, you that's well, going they're calling on. Right electricians now. to rewire. I wish they told me they were going to come out with this. I would invest it in like electric stoves. Yeah, put a little you know, buy a little stock. Something. Well, just imagine if Congress would have found out about the human meat website. <laughs> 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 Dwayne, you're not going to live that one down for a while. Oh, no, I'm not. That's fine. Oh, it's all good, though. All good, though. So one last thing. Um, so, you know, this summer uh, during the Olympics, we had the big deal of the guy that decided to be a girl to be in the Olympics. The swimmer. The right? swimmer. Yeah. And said, that would be, that, you know, everybody said, well, it doesn't make a difference. He's competing. He's a, identifies as a woman, and he's a woman. And, well, he won everything, you know. So what, wonder what would happen if you did just the opposite. What if you had a woman that decided to identify as a man? How do you think that would go down in, in competition? Not even be on the board, probably. Exactly. An Ivy League woman's all-American swimmer went from pool shark to pool scrub after identifying as a male and joining the men's team. Sure. So to, to say that what happened during the Olympics was fair is not even... No. Well... Uh, and the and the, the sad part of this is they're using Title Nine as a defense, yeah. and Title Nine was put in place to to basically give women uh, an, a, a more even uh, footing when it came to scholarships, funding. athletic scholarships, right. and funding and stuff like that. And and these groups are now using Title Nine. Including the administration using Title IX to allow that to be basically torn apart because oh, when you come when it looks when when you look at women's sports women athletes phenomenal women athletes at some point if this becomes prevalent enough what we consider phenomenal women's athletes won't exist no the records will be junk because. You, you know, again, you follow the money. You know, what's going to happen is in order to get a scholarship, in order to get funds, what you, you have males, male athletes that don't, don't match up against their male competitors, they're going, they're going to go, they're going to follow the money. Yeah. They're going to follow the scholarship. They're going to do whatever. And see, the other side is going to say, oh, no, that's not going to happen. That's, they're only going to do that if that's what they really believe. BS. See, and unfortunately, people 
people blow it off. And I'll, I'll put it to this way: in I have a real problem with steroids in in Major League Baseball. Yes. Okay, and people blow it off and say, "Well, it's just now; it's become part of the sport and whatever." But there are Major League Baseball players that never use that stuff that would be Hall of Fame caliber. They would be considered for the Hall of Fame um, had it not been for guys that were using steroids that outshined them because right. they were using steroids. And Mark Grace is one of them. Mark, if you remember Mark Grace from the Cubs, he and he he's absolutely, and you know, um, the guy would have been in the Hall of Fame, um, except he was in an era – with Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds, McGuire, Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire. And so all that going on, all those home runs was outshining his otherwise Hall of Fame career. It's just it, – and this is the same thing. What are steroids? What are steroids that – you know, steroids are to that Major League Baseball industry as this new phenomenon that we see with – biological males converting themselves right. into female athletes yeah there's no difference and and so it 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 gives an unfair advantage to people who are cheating the system women's records will any woman They'll biological woman that established a record they're all going to be junk they're all the, all those records will fall oh to by sure to mediocre and males. Again, related to Major League Baseball. Yes. You know, um, as far as I'm concerned, Hank Aaron is still the, the home yes. run. Oh, yeah, king. there's no doubt. Never. Right? Yes. Um, so, y- you know, you can't as a society continue to allow that kind of cheating to it's go on. Absolute cheating. It's perform right. and, and it's performance enhancing. Right. Yes. Performance enhancing. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same. Yeah. Right. And unfortunately, you would think the women's movement would absolutely come down hard on this. You would think they would come down so hard on this. Well, I think they would if they were on their own. But see, the problem is they've grouped. 19 different whatever things into one group so you you know you don't have just one movement they join forces with every other movement so if they come out against it then they that's kind of you know they're eating their own net that's the problem and it is i mean that really is the problem do you think there'll come a time though that enough will, will be enough and and i hope so i hope the pendulum so, i hope the pendulum swings completely so back. i'm gonna switch gears just a little bit uh several weeks ago when that horrific energy injury happened during the Bengals bills game right so for years for the last five six years praying on the field was looked yeah. frowned upon you had players that were blacklisted because they prayed on the field Tim Tebow. you had coaches <laughs> that were blacklisted because they prayed in the locker rooms fired. openly fired what we saw was for the next two weeks after that the internet flooded the nfl flooded everything flooded with pray for demar hamlin on national tv so here here here's here's what i want to say about it and i've thought about this is um and i'm a christian you guys know you know jesus right. christ is my lord and savior right and demar hamlin he is also he is a awesome yes. very openly christian 
young man, right? Um, so I got a couple things to say about this. Number one was, I'm not a mathematician, but somebody, somebody tell me a single event in a period of 15 or 20 minutes when more people prayed for one person you ever in the history of the world. Right. Tell me, tell me yeah. that ever happened. Right. That didn't happen that Monday night. We were watching the game. We, uh, we, we too, saw it we happen. Too. And, you know, I was praying. I was praying before. You, you were know, asked to pray. I was asked right. to pray. That's a, that's a fact. Serious. Right. Because I realized this is serious. This young man is in serious, serious trouble. And you saw his teammates, the Bengals team, that whole stadium. Yep. Across the country, sports announcers praying at that point in time openly. Right. And I believe in the power of God and the power of prayer. And somebody tell me when there was an event in world history that ever had that many people praying for one thing at one time. So what that also tells you is put aside what you've been told about who thinks you should pray and who You're shouldn't right. pray. You saw right there everybody praying. And there's no way you can tell me that these people that, that are blacklisted by the NFL or by college teams that, A, the NFL or, or the NCAA or any of those bodies actually have that many members that think you shouldn't pray. Exactly. But but the media powers yep. that rule are the ones that are controlling the narrative. I mean, we've said it before, and and that I, I think I think starting with that, and I'm going to call it tragic because it really was. It's awesome that he's recovered, but it could have been not so the outcome. Sure. So sure. But what that did is it brought brought to the forefront the fact that 99.9 percent of the people that are part of the sport, that watch the sport, pray. I want to see, write this date down, let's come back in a year from now and see where the viewpoint of the NFL and the the media, the coverage we're seeing now. We all agree that this is, this is fine, but I'm just saying, how long is it going to last that it's fine? I think, I, I think a lot of it, I think, you're going to see a movement, quite honestly. Yeah, I uh, hope you're led, right. Led yeah. by the gentleman that spent yep. 40 minutes on the field. That's right. Receiving CPR. Well, I hope you're right, but I just so I, I'm hoping for. I think to Alan's a point, sway. I'm hoping the pendulum. Yeah. And I've used the term earlier right. here tonight. The pendulum swing, and you know, I'm a firm believer that God uses events like this to get our attention. And I am a firm believer, and I think DeMar would say the same thing. God used him to pull together the largest prayer meeting in the history of the world. Oh, it's, yeah, worldwide. Yeah. And everybody was watching this game. Sure. This was the Super Bowl. Everybody was, knew the Bills and the Bengals playing together. This Monday was Monday night football. On Monday night, two yep. top top-tier teams. It was, it was planned that way from when the season was put together by yeah. the NFL. Yeah. But who – yeah, they planned it, but who would have thought both teams were going to be at their peak like they were? Oh, I, I would have said that last year, and I would have said their last game of the season could have been flexed as well, which 
was the Baltimore game. Yeah. Okay, so they were smart when they put all that together. Right. But I mean, I don't I think they hoped it was going to be, but nobody knew for sure, but I mean, this was the Super Bowl. There was more people watching this game because they were thinking, right, "Hey, huge. this is the Super Bowl." It was well, huge. AFC Championship. AFC Championship. Yep. Well, yes, but it was yeah. really the Super Bowl right. there cuz they, you know, but anyway, yeah, I think I I hope you're both right. I like to see it myself. But I'm I'm the pessimist in, in this part of it and wonder how long will the how long will the higher ups in media let the lower I, guys I think get there away comes a time though when the media um, the shouts of the crowd sh- cover over the media and that's what's I, happening I, right now. I hope so. I, I, hope, I think I really the hope actions so. of the actions of the not only the NFL community but the masses in general have shown, hey, we don't care what you tell us we can or can't do. We're praying. I mean, what's shocking And we're me, praying because we believe in God. Well, and right. again, and again, so you saw announcers on live TV going going there, and they didn't care. What right. You, you, you right. Know, Who they, was going to fire him at that point? Exactly. <laughs> so, to, so to turn this a little bit, then the other thing about this whole event, too, that you're hearing is the hit. The hit and devastation and oh, you know, and I hear these people. Yeah, we've got to figure out a way to make this sport, you know, safer. Da 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 da. This and that, and you know, it, this can happen. So, what a fluke! If yeah. if the hit had anything to do with it, what a fluke. Yeah. Okay. So, so how many how many how many NFL athletes have played this game for how many years have taken similar hits and not had their heart stopped? And it does, you know if if the hit if the hit was i mean you've heard some medical professionals say the right hit at just the right, right moment angle. in the in the rhythm of the heartbeat can can cause you know something similar to that yeah so so and and like this is the end all be all listen folks people die in all kinds of sports and activities every day more people i would i would wonder in the last year how many people died horseback riding how many people in the last year died snow skiing how many people in the last year died water skiing should we should we should we have this worldwide focus on how do we make those things safer the industry has to do that i get it they'll investigate that and they'll determine what that is when my son was a youth playing youth, youth baseball, there were incidents because of incidents where young kids were hit by a batted ball from on the pitcher's right. mount in the heart, in the chest, yes. that stopped their heart and killed them. Right. Yeah. And so our pitchers had to wear a heart guard, a, a little protective piece right over the center of their chest. I get all that. But don't act like this is some prevalent thing that happens all the time these are professional athletes that have been hit over and over throughout their careers this is such if again if the hit was the cause what a fluke right let's just take it for that let's take it a blessing that he's okay absolutely absolutely so it's not the first time so there was actually an athlete at elder high school here uh, several years ago, the same scenario, sure. same hit. Sure, uh, it happens. It's unfortunate, and I don't believe. I, I have to go back and look to see what the outcome of that was, but it was the same deal. Got hit. Sure, uh, messed up the rhythm of the heart. 
right. you know, and cause a, a cardiac event. So, and again, it's, it's why most high schools, and I think most states are requiring every high school have an, an, an AED, AED on yeah. site, and they have to have trained personnel on site. You know, for this to happen uh, to this guy on the NF, uh, if it was going to happen, could have it in it a better city, a better better place, a better place and surrounding with all the staff. I mean, if it had happened at practice, there'd have been fewer numbers of people. There probably wouldn't have been an, an ambulance on site, right, to be able to react to that like there was an an EMT, you know, local right. EMT on site. But it happened in the middle of that game where they had all of right. that going on. And yes, I think Top Dwayne, notch. to your point. Cincinnati has some of the top-notch hospitals in the UC country. UC Medical, Medical Center, Center is yeah. right up there, and there's probably not a better place he could have been transported up. to right. to deal with this than UC Medical Center. We're very fortunate to live this close to to right. Cincinnati, and, right. and UC Medical Center isn't the only great hospital right, in Cincinnati yes. either. So we're very fortunate Children's, that way. Yes. So, you know, um, all that being said, you know, hey. Let's go out and play football next year, this weekend. Tomorrow. Sunday for the Bengals. Sunday night, yes, I can't wait. Bengals, well, Raiders. By the time this comes out, I guess that'll be over. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, shoot. They'll we'll be know. on their way to we'll the, the, the AFC Championship against the Bills. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be the Bengals-Bills. So. I make the prediction now. Bengals-Bills next Sunday. I don't think it works that way. I think it uh, – yeah, it would. Yeah. Ne- yeah next would. game will be Bengals-Bills. Yeah. So, unfortunately for you guys, if I were to pick a team out of the AFC, I think it's Kansas City. Who the Bengals and Bills have both beat. No, I know, but uh, Bank, it's, awful, it's awful hard to beat a team three times straight. The and, Bengals uh, have. Yeah, yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, they beat him three we'll times straight. We'll see if straight. it comes yeah. to that. they got to get by yeah. Baltimore first. They're going to go walk by Baltimore. Baltimore, they've already on their third-string quarterback. Okay. He's yeah, our, the, the problem is out. the Bengals have an issue with not – to playing to the same – They play to the team. To the team. Right. That's so why they've lost team, some they games. Play, they sh- yeah. And they go out the next week and just smoke the uh, – the Team they shouldn't yeah. be. Yeah. Kansas <laughs> right. City. Kansas City, yeah. Right. I mean, and I, what you were beginning to see in that Buffalo-Cincinnati game is Cincinnati was hot. Oh, they, they were going to yeah, light they were on. Buffalo up. Well, I think it was going to be just a great game, period. I don't know that they were going to light them up, but I think it was – they had the intensity, and it wasn't coming back in the second half. They were going right down the field in the first half. And when, when they came out, won the toss and took the ball, Yeah, which is the oddity anymore, then you knew they meant to come out and draw first blood. And, and they, they did. did. And they were moving – when the injury happened, they were moving right down the yes. field again. Yeah. So. so it's – all right, that's enough of that. We're just glad everything worked out. Everything worked out. He's out of the hospital. I think he's home now. Then they released, yeah, they released yeah, they him, from, him, from him from Buffalo as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. So and by the time this comes out, there will be a lot He'll probably be on room. the field. No, I don't see no, that happening. No, he's going to be on the sideline. Well, yeah. he might be. Yeah. Not on, on the, the field, on the sideline. Yeah. Sorry, I meant on the sideline. So line. I think that's the other thing you got to think about Buffalo and all this is, is they're playing a with new, a new deterrent. So yeah. listen, so I mean, before we get completely away from this, Buffalo's first game, kickoff, return, goes all the way for a touchdown. Two times in the game. Two times in a game, the Two same times guy. in the game, yeah. same guy. How many years had it been since Buffalo yeah. had run back? And Any team runs back. His number is three. Yeah, it's uh, you know, they're, they're, playing, they're playing as they should. 
uh, with a little added zest. Uh, uh, well, they got something uh, to play for. So I think I think you know you have to throw some points their way. Oh, you have to, you have to. With that energy, and and again, to to Dwayne's point, he's going to be on it. I right. I just about bet he's going to be on the sideline during these games. Might not this Miami game? Maybe not because there. I think it's no, it's in Buffalo. He yeah. might be on the sideline this weekend. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. I feel sorry a, for Miami. A little extra fire. Yeah. They're going to get killed. So, by the time this comes out, everybody will know that. We'll know. We'll, we'll know how right we are or wrong we are. Or wrong so. we are. All right. So, for Across the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montang. Table 12. We'll edit that to make <laughs> that sound a, good. Took a little delay. A delay, yeah. It's the alcohol. Delay of game. Delay of game. 15 yards. <laughs> Three players, table 12, delay a game. We're coming to you live from the Cross the Line 1524 studios with SJs. Enjoy. This is 12-year-old football analyst SJ. And this week in the NFL, big playoff. We've got the divisional round going on. Uh, soon to be the Super Bowl. A lot of a lot of key wins, like the Cowboys being the Buccaneers. Brett Maher missed four extra points that game. Now a lot of people they're calling for him to get cut. They want the Cowboys to get a new kicker, but I'm not sure about that yet. Brett Maher has been a stud this entire year. We cannot look at one game and have and let that let that influence our judgment on his entire season he has been a top five kicker easily this whole season he has been phenomenal nailing them one after the other he has one bad game now it was an awful game i will admit but Jer- even jerry jones has said they will not be pursuing a kicker and i completely understand it is a phenomenal phenomenal decision on their part you can't you can't take one game and and take more credit from it than an entire season. Great decision from Jerry Jones and the Cow- uh, Cowboys coaching staff. Uh, but Brady Brady looked washed. Brady did not have a great a great game out there. He's starting to show his age, and I do not I don't I do not think that he will retire this year. He did not come back out of retirement to. Um, to just play one mediocre season and lose in the first round of the playoffs. He will be back. I believe he'll be back next year. And this this could be a solid free agency for the Buccaneers. A lot of good people, good, or not, not just good people, good players will want to come to the Buccaneers just to have a chance to play with Tom Brady before he retires. And it's really been that way ever since he got to Tampa Bay. And... Uh, I think I think the Bucks could be solid next year. I think it's just their one down year. Tom has not been playing as good, but I think he's going to take it personally. He's he's going to pull Michael Jordan. He's going to take it personally. He's going to um, he might he might take a step back, but uh, he is going to be. You already know he's going to be grinding in that off season to get his team back to number one. That's my take on that game. Uh, Bengals Ravens. Bengals did not look sharp out there. They had a few very, very good plays on defense. Like that, I think it was a 99, around 99-yard fumble return. Logan Wilson, it was a QB sneak, and 
uh, the Ravens quarterback, Tyler Huntley, was jumping over the line trying to reach the ball over. Logan Wilson, phenomenal play, high, very high IQ play, jumping up and swatting the ball down out of his grasp. Sam Hubbard picks it up, and he's running. He, he, he is... Uh, he is a different breed. He was sprinting. He he said in his press conference he was terrified of getting caught uh, insanely fast. Like, it's surprising how fast he moved down that field. I mean, you got to remember, these are NFL. These are pro athletes. Even though they're linemen, those guys can run. And that was, that was really the game changer. Set the tempo for the rest of the game. And that's why I believe the Bengals won that game. Giants-Vikings. Huge upset. Uh, Daniel Jones played a phenomenally. Yeah, he had 301 passing yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. And even on the ground game, he had 78 yards, only 17 carries. That's a uh, 4.6 yards per, per carry. And uh, it's a little disappointing that they couldn't get Saquon the ball more. He only had nine carries, but he did capitalize on those carries at 53 yards for two touchdowns. And Isaiah Hodgins, he's been the wide receiver one for a few weeks now. Eight catches, 105 yards, and a touchdown. Around uh, maybe November, he was waived by the Bills after being on their practice squad for a while. And now he's coming here and balling out easily, being the wide receiver one for the Giants. Phenomenal story. Uh, but he, he has been playing exceptionally well these past few weeks. And... Uh, Saquon had Saquon had a hell of a game. He had a, a lot of explosive runs that don't show up on the stat sheet, but he was definitely getting involved in that game. Kirk Cousins is a fraud. I've been thinking that for a while. Like his his stats look good, but if you've watched that game, you can tell he was definitely not on point. Uh, Dalvin Cook only got the ball fifteen times. Had a solid day, sixty yards, no touchdowns. But uh, Justin Jefferson did not have the day you'd expect. Neither did Adam Thielen, but TJ Hawkinson was really the vocal point of that Vikings offense, which really didn't perform up to what was expected of them. It was a very clean game. Uh, no interceptions thrown. Defense defense was really lacking on both sides, but Giants came out. They won, they won that battle. They came out, toughed it out, came out on top. Bills-Dolphins, the Bills only won by three. That is crazy. Skylar Thompson, a seventh-round rookie, came in there, and he flung the rock. Uh, yeah, he threw, he threw two interceptions, but he had to pass the ball 45 times. That's, that's ridiculous. You cannot have a seventh-round rookie come in and pass the ball 45 times and giving your lead back only 10 carries. Tyreek Hill had a phenomenal day, though. Um... He really spread the ball. Skylar Thompson, their quarterback, spread the ball out a lot. Josh Allen, he threw two interceptions. I'm, I'm, I've been saying, Josh Allen is overrated. He's the turnover king. He is. He plays to lose with the football. Like he, he's an amazing. He's an amazing quarterback, but he causes game-changing turnovers, and that, that's why I don't like him. But he had two interceptions. He threw two interceptions. He did throw for three touchdowns and rushed for a tutty too. Uh, really, uh, vocal point of that offense was Stephon Diggs, as usual. Gabe Jackson had an amazing game, too. Gabe Jackson, uh, I like him a lot. He's always showing up for the right times in these playoff games. Phenomenal day. Only one yard less than Stephon Diggs. One catch less. He had 113 yards on six catches and a touchdown. Phenomenal day from him. 
uh, but the, the Bills really capitalized on the turnovers that Skylar Thompson gave them, and that's why they came out on top. Chargers-Jaguars. Chargers-Jaguars was a wild game. 27-point comeback from the Jaguars. I was watching this game with my family, you know. We, we, uh, we weren't really paying attention to the game. We went to do something else. We, we look back at the score. Holy crap, the Jaguars are coming back. That's it. Just it, they came out of nowhere. They came out of the second quarter, guns a blazing. Uh, Justin Herbert had had a, had, a, had a solid day. No interceptions, which is the good thing. Austin Eckler could not get it going on the ground. He did have two touchdowns, though. He is a touchdown merchant. Uh, none of the receivers really had huge days. Justin Herbert uh, had a good time spreading around. Surprisingly, though, their tight end Gerald Everett went over a hundred. Uh, Trevor Lawrence in the first half threw four interceptions. Then he came out in the second second half, threw four touchdowns to make up for those four interceptions. He was the vocal point of that offense, really made that defense pay, and he is the reason they won that game. Jaguars have a bright future to look forward to. Definitely going to be fun watching Trevor Lawrence compete against Patrick Mahomes next week. Uh, last game, very sad day. Uh, that day was Saturday, January 14th. My Seattle Seahawks lost the 49ers 23-41. It was looking close, 17-16 going into the half with 49ers barely. Or no, the 49ers were losing 17-16 uh, at half. They came out. Brock Purdy, you could tell Brock Purdy was mad. Brock Purdy, he is a hell of a quarterback. A lot of people have been saying any quarterback would be good in the Kyle Shanahan 49er scheme, but that is simply not the truth. Brock Purdy has been phenomenal. He has been exceptional ever since he's been starting. That is, I think that's an 11-game win streak for the 49ers. It's around that. It is something crazy. But Geno Smith, he, Geno Smith played well. I do expect him to get an extension. Jason Myers, their kicker. Recently just got an extension for four years. Definitely deserved it. Made the Pro Bowl. He has been a phenomenal kicker for us. But uh, Purdy was just all over. He is, he is a very good improviser. He did make a few bad throws. Like there was one to Greg Jennings in the back of the end zone. They overthrew a bit. Tariq won. Phenomenal recovery. So he was able to swat that away. But he did limit the turnovers. Zero interceptions. Christian McCaffrey. What a day. He was running all over the Seahawks. Only 15 carries, turn that in 119 yards. Great day for him. Um, Debo Samuel had a great day too. He was he was running the ball, he's catching the ball. Brandon now you catch some huge, huge catches. But uh it was a it was a great game played by the 49ers. The Seahawks played great too. Don't don't mistake me. The Seahawks played the Seahawks played amazing. They played phenomenal. But they just could not get it done. The seventh seed is now the seventh seed going into the playoffs now that they've added the 18th week is 0 for 6 in the playoffs people have been calling for the seventh seed to get removed from the playoffs it's not competitive enough and seventh seed has been competitive it's just a problem when you're going up against the best team in the nfl or second best team in the nfl honestly the 49ers you can debate them to be the first team in the nfl i wouldn't have a problem with it uh, like they're tough matchups. They're tough matchups, and I don't think we should remove the seventh seed. People are saying it's an easy win for the second seed, but every game's going to be competitive no matter what. You saw the Bills barely squeak by, and it's a ma- it's only a matter of when the seventh seed 
eventually beats the second seed. It could be next year. It, it might never happen. But I think they should keep it. Really adds an extra dimension to that game. Uh, and it's been fun watching teams try to compete in the week 18 for the seventh, seventh seed. Definitely adds a. It's almost like the playoffs start a week early with the seventh seed in the 18th week. Definitely adds another element to the game, and I love it. I love the seventh seed. But um, that, that's all I got for today, for, for this week. Going to be a great divisional game matchup. Bengals playing the Bills, the rematch of the game that couldn't get finished because of the DeMar Hamlin injury. Uh, he has been recovering very well, though. I do think he went to a Bills game, or if he didn't, uh, he was able to watch the Bills game. I'm not for sure, but he is. He, I think he's been speaking, and he's he's set to make a full recovery. So thoughts and prayers for Demar Hamlin. Demar Hamlin, but uh, he he's looking to be fine, which is which is great. But we're gonna get we're gonna get that rematch between the Bengals and the Bills. Cowboys 49ers, two very high-powered offenses. I think that really determines on uh, whether Dak Prescott can limit his interceptions or not because 49ers' defense is tough. He's gonna, they're going to make him pay. Giants-Eagles, they're getting a rematch. Uh, division division rivals. I think it would be closer than some people think. The Eagles have looked a bit shaky against like teams that are significantly worse than them. I think that could be a bit closer. Jaguars-Chiefs, I also think is going to be a bit closer. Trevor Lawrence has looked phenomenal. I do think the Chiefs will win that one. They're just too – they're too – their offense is too high-powered, and their defense is very consistent. Um, but I think I think it could be a, a close, tight-knit game. But that's all I've got for this week. Going to be phenomenal. Phenomenal playoffs. They already have been. But uh, that's it. just one thing. You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524 with all the guys, whether we're at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy or out on the road. You know we always have a great time. Hey, check out our webpage at www.crossthelines1524.com We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter and Cross the Line 15 slash 24 on Facebook. Give me one before you kick me out the door.